0: So it's time to clap first. Yeah, one, two, three. I'm really not sure how that's gonna help, but I have a feeling that the clap will somehow make the podcast not suck. You know, in the editing phase, it'll uh, sync our words together. That's right. Uh, Welcome to the Gamers podcast. Uh, This is episode 40, I guess, recorded on Thursday, September 20th, 2012. Uh, I am your host, Evan Minto, also known as Vampvo, and I'm the editor-in-chief of AniGamers.com. And uh, my co-host is David Estrella, also known as David Estrella. Uh, Just David Estrella. (laughs) He's a contributor at AniGamers.com, which is our blog about anime, manga, and video games, which you should check out. Uh... Yeah, so we're trying a little bit of a slightly different format today, yeah. which, we're, again, we're like, kind of trying out new things with the podcast, because I, I want to I get into a better rhythm here with, with something kind of regular for people, so if you like or don't like this episode or any other, send us an email at podcast at AnnieGamers.com, I'll mention that again at the end of the show. So we're going to start like we usually do, with, uh, with what we've been doing. Which is just we'll talk about what anime manga and video games we've, we've been watching been, uh, well first we've been rolling around in like stacks of money haven't we uh, what <laughs> oh yeah oh, oh. <laughs> on our our, our, thr- of, uh, our our thrones of of that's true our thrones of all of that that sweet crunchy roll cash. Oh. uh so so we have a we have an agreement in which uh, in which we tell you to watch Crunchyroll shows, and then Crunchyroll just pays me a million dollars for every time I tell you to watch mm-hmm. Kids on the Slope. We uh, sold out, guys. So sold screw out. Screw yeah. all of you. But but the real story is that we actually... Uh, we started a much less shady, less sell <laughs> partnership with Crunchyroll. Uh, Crunchyroll is an anime streaming, and I guess they do uh, dramas also, like Japanese dramas and Korean dramas. Asian media streaming website. And uh, we are actually going to be cross-posting with their news division, because they do a very popular news blog that does lots of uh, like J-pop culture news, and since we don't post a ton of news like we used to, we'll be reposting their news articles, and they will be reposting our uh, more in-depth editorial features, so our reviews and our impressions posts and things like that. Uh, So that's really, really exciting, there's going to be more content on both blogs for people. We already have way more comments on the Crunchyroll versions oh, of our posts than we Those have on comments, the actual... I freaked out. because so like, It just kind of happened. Yeah. And I was like, well, there, there's some comments. There's still something left on this page. I haven't scrolled down to the very That's bottom right. like <laughs> I normally do on the site. I'm like, I'm going. Like, People are actually engaging with you. That's right. I My Kids on the Slope review, which you can read on AnnieGamers.com or Crunchyroll.com slash news... Uh, my kids on the slope review got twenty seven comments on Crunchyroll and zero it's like comments on any more games. than lifetime AnyGamers <laughs> <That's and> comments. <laughs> I believe we have more than twenty seven comments in total, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. And then Inks uh, Inks Kokoro Connect uh, impressions post got like ten comments. I'm pretty sure he's awesome. happy too. Yeah. So yeah, look forward to that. We're gonna stop pimping that now, but uh, but yeah, check it out. I think. We'll talk about some other stuff later, but I think first we're actually going to talk about what we've been doing. So, uh, I've been reading a lot of manga because that is pretty easy to do when you have a lot of work and you just read it before you go to sleep or something. So, uh, I've been reading Magic Knight Rayearth, uh, in kind of like fits and starts. I read part of it through my local library and then part of it through the, the RSFA library, which is our anime club, uh, at, at the school I go to. So, uh the school, we both could. Yeah, <laughs> so, uh, I wasn't even aware. <laughs> so Magic Knight Ray Earth is by, uh, is by Clamp. Uh, Clamp is is the really pro- prolific shoujo manga artist team. Uh, it's four women, and I'm kind of reading it because I'm trying to get into shoujo and trying to figure out what that whole genre is about, because I haven't read a lot of it before, and most of my experience comes from really old classic shoujo so Princess Knight which I know you've read mm-hmm. by Osamu Tezuka mm-hmm. which is not a very good manga but it's way... awesome <laughs> you should read it anyway <laughs> but I, I don't like it very much uh, I think David liked it more than me possibly uh, some of it, it it didn't stick with me Okay, too yeah. Too much right now. I couldn't even, like, tell you more than five <laughs> of the characters' names. Just, like, maybe what they look like. But that's Princess because... Sapphire? That's because, yeah. like, Tezuka can just really draw distinctive characters like that. If you name a bunch of Tezuka's characters, they're probably in that book. So, you know, a bunch of, like, the standard uh, standard star system characters that he's subbed into different stories. But, uh, yeah, so I've read that. I've read, like, some classic uh, uh, Showa 24 group stuff so like moto Hagio's a drunken dream and other stories which is a really awesome compilation of shoujo and josei by moto hagio uh, i've read two Terra, which technically isn't shoujo but is by a shoujo artist keiko takamiya uh it, it's, it's shounen because it was published in a shonen magazine and that's all the technicalities of shonen versus shoujo uh so i really don't have much experience it's just a little bit of that stuff i, I guess i also read the they were 11 manga which is pretty good the movie is also really good uh So I figured, okay, Clamp, that's like standard shoujo. I should read something from them. Yeah, uh, right. At least get (laughs) some Clamp in you. Yeah, I would like to read uh, uh, Sailor Moon, but I haven't bought the manga yet. I thought the library had it, but they don't. So Magic Knight Rare is kind of, I mean, everybody loves it, but I didn't like it very much. uh, Mostly because the pacing is really off. It's really It goes too fast, and it has like, the panel layouts are really hard to figure out what's going on they're really really busy and and kind of packed together and that is something that's like a giant pet peeve for me in manga when when the panels are really packed and you just can't see what's happening i like lots of room to breathe so i like stuff like like naoki Urasawa has got like tons of reaction shots and just like panels with no words in them uh and mars which i think i mentioned on a previous podcast also has lots of room to breathe and just lets stuff kind of happen over long periods of time which I much prefer and I tend to read that stuff a lot faster um, so Magic Night Rare Earth is kind of nonsensical but Clamp does awesome character designs and their line art is super awesome because they yeah, do Yeah, this aw- is this is awesome what I like. don't get. Like you're you're normally like really kind of picky on character designs, but uh clamps uh noodley, spindly slenderman looking characters. are kind of faces it's the faces yeah, they the do faces awesome are heads and faces. They're also inconsistent too and it's just like the people's faces like they're like down in the middle like kind of how like you have like your Whole MOE thing where, like, the eyes the, just, the Ugu, like, where they in my in like, the head the, the eyes just just continually the, float the, off the face. The bug, and now, like, everybody else's <laughs> face is just like closing in, and it's like soon it's just gonna like become a dot. Oh, so you're saying clamp is the opposite? Clamp is like, I feel like it was clamp. the only clamp I've clamp read is that point lamp. where the universe, like, like after it expands, fully bounces back together again. Yes, yeah, okay, so, like, the like, only clamp I've read is uh, card captor Sakura. Now, at least with like you know, the uh, female designs, it mostly makes sense. Visually, but then you get to like the male designs, like these just big hulking dudes, but their faces just see kind of like it's getting a little bit closer than I would like to the nose, like every detail. Magic Night Rares doesn't have that many male characters, so. I oh, spent well. so much time with the female characters that I probably didn't run into that problem very much. Huh. So it never bothered me. <laughs> Jeez. I like like their female character designs are really good. They're very distinctive and I think a lot of it's just that the line art, which I was gonna mention, has got they tend to do lots of different line widths, which I really like. So they feel a little bit more like brush strokes, which I'm sure sure I don't know the details of how manga artists draw things, but I'm pretty sure they do use paint brushes a lot. But I mean like they're more brush stroke like than, you know, seeming like just just these sort of draftsman-like pen drawings, like, say, something Ichiro Oda might do, or, like, Akira Toriyama tend to... I love both of them, but they tend to do much more, like, straight, you know, single-width lines, and and Clamp will do stuff where, like, there'll be a thin line that Mm -hmm. turns into a thick line, and that all just gives, like, a whole lot of definition to the characters, and that's what I really like. It's also... that Ray With is kind of funny, sometimes. Sometimes. It's got a cute sort of sense of humor that, that sometimes works for me. Uh but yeah that's that's part of my my current self education in shoujo. The other part is Fruits Basket. Oh which is uh, pretty <laughs> terrible as far as I can see. Even though everybody will just tell you watch Fruits Basket. Well, I'm reading the manga, so I ha- I don't know, maybe the anime is better. It's probably better. I don't, yeah, I would, that's probably how most yeah. people got into it. It's kind of like this kind of crossover thing where it's like it's a shoujo manga but then it's got this anime that's got this does the anime have crossover appeal? I feel like enough people that have watched Fruits Basket will tell. I don't know if it's just like, you know, insane people. I thought that was always just like a girls-only thing. Like there were very few guys who were into Fruits Basket. I've seen a few guys that are like deeply into a Fruits Basket. and will tell you to watch it if you haven't. I never described what Magic Knight Rayearth was about, but whatever. It's whatever. like Girls in Armor. It's like Saint Seiya I, girls. I probably <laughs> already know what it, Yeah. it's like, and you didn't even say anything. Magical Girls in Armor. So the Fruits Basket is, is like, it's a reverse harem. So it's like one girl, a bunch of guys. This girl moves in with these guys who are, She's she's actually, it starts with a really tragic thing where it's like her mom died and she's living in a, like a tent in the woods. She's like, whoa, whoa, shojo, calm down. I thought this was for little girls. Or for like preteen well, it's girls. It's going to become for little girls, isn't it? Well, it's preteen girls, I guess. Uh, which is still pretty little, but I mean, it's not like, Eight year old girls. It's early teen, preteen, I think, is the, the target demographic for Fruits Basket. Uh, so she ends up moving in with this family of dudes. I think there are some girls in the family too, but it's mostly dudes. All right, yes. Who uh, who transform into animals from the zodiac when they are hugged by the opposite sex. <laughs> so it's like Ron Mahath, but crappy. I think it's more like animorphs, but still crappy. It's like anamorphs. <laughs> oh man. It is kind of like Animorphs, uh, but without like the weird aliens that crawl into your ear or whatever, oh. I mean, and the That's secret that, codes in McDonald's. Uh, I don't remember. God, I, don't remember the I, I think remember. you order a Happy Meal or something, and they take you to the back, and then like the Zerg. I think was thinking of them as Zergs in my head, like like, like yeah. from Starcraft. I don't know why. I Our, I've thing. read at least like a dozen of those books, but I I have no idea. Like, what, what That's the hell's a really going dumb on. book. I I, yeah, I used to books. read. Those I was like a kid. There's like fifty of them. Yeah, I think Choose Your Own Adventures. No. They're just what? like straight no, they're up. definitely choose your own adventures. There might have been a series of choose your own adventures, but I just know that it was like a straight up linear <laughs> novel. Alright. <laughs> now that we talked about Animorphs. <laughs> so Fruits Basket has really awful art. Like, <laughs> like the characters are always off model and they're just kind of nondescript anime faces that's just it, it, they don't have a lot of definition to them. It's like the antithesis of Clamp. It made Magic Night Rare look a whole lot better when I switched back and forth between reading these books. Uh, and, like, the main character spends the entire, at least the first two volumes I read, spends the entire time just being like, Man, it's so good I got to meet these nice people. I wonder if I'll get to know these nice people better. Huh. <sighs> and, like, that, that's not the end of the chapter. That's halfway <laughs> through. She does that again and then again, and that, that one's the end of the chapter. <laughs> Well, that's that's what ends up happening when you've got like a concept, but you don't have an idea. Yeah. Where you're gonna take it. you just gotta like fill fill the fill the gaps with just this nonsense, like people just talking like whatever's you think might be coming through their heads. Like, okay, this person really wants to be friends with this person. Let's have some dialogue where this person actually saying to other people, I yeah. want to be. Better friends. No, she's not talking to other people. She's just wistfully thinking while there are like oh, long panels well, with the sky and cherry blossoms. Oh, that's that stuff, even though. easier because then it's just one person idly talking. Yeah. Uh, so Fruits Basket, I, I don't know, I didn't like it, but I'm not the target audience, so I'm just I'm doing this for education, you know, I'm hoping to find stuff I like. I love Mars, so it's so far been a success, uh, to some degree. I haven't finished that yet. I'm on volume nine, and then my local library didn't have any more of it which is awful because it's like a a really addicting soap opera type thing where you're like, I need to know what happens next. Well, then why don't you buy it? I should. I don't know if it's in print, Uh, if it's a Tokyo Pop thing. And they're all Tokyo Pop, actually, all three of these, I'm pretty sure. But Mars might be out of print. I don't know. I should buy it because it's really good. Uh, I could talk about other things. Maybe we'll switch to you. What have you been not watching? Uh, Anything summer anime. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, I mean, oh me too. Oh boy, <laughs> anime! I don't know like, what happened. It's like uh, it was going pretty well. Yeah. Spring. Spring was pretty good. And like, s- there's some uh, like, people still talk about anime. Like people are still talking about like Sword Art Online. Or, yeah, like, my, my roommate watches Sword Art Online a lot, but I am not feeling it. Nothing has really like provoked uh, any any sort of like sensation that like I have to watch this show. Like it's not it's not even like a. Uh, I'll just pass the time with the show. It was like literally nothing is uh, interested me all that much. I was watching, what was it, uh, Joshi Raku, which is uh, <laughs> it's four girls that do yeah. Our well, this rakugo. is a great start. Yeah. <laughs> four girls that do our rakugo performances, but the, the, the comedy the, thing, the comedy rakugo, thing, yeah. right? But that's not even like the point of the show. The point of the of show is that like, They'll start like no, like finish doing their uh, their performance, right? And then the entire, like, re- the rest of the uh, half episode is, like, split into, like, two halves. They'll, like, have conversations. And then, like, they're, like, jokes about, like, you know, it's, like, oh, like, this crazy thing in Japan that, like, people do or, like, like some really weird thing. And it's, like, it's super, like, intensely Japanese humor because it's... It hit otaku humor? No, it's, like, it's, oh. it's a manga done by Koji Kumita who did... Side nor is so it's okay. kind of like really contemporary stuff, which like you know, like normal people comedy. Mm, well, I'm gonna get to it because like I, said, <laughs> I kind of like I kind of like brushed you off there when I said like it's not otaku comedy. <laughs> like the comedy is really, it's really strange. It's just like it's kind of non sequitur. Where it's like it'll just cut to, like some person's nipple getting poked, and then like the camera will, like zoom out, and it's like it's like a sumo wrestler lying down. Okay. <laughs> so it's kind of strange. Um, you kind of have to get in the mindset that like, oh yeah, I get I get the jokes, but then that's kind of like it doesn't really uh work too hot. You know, what do you mean you have to get in the mindset of I get the jokes? That sounds like some some fan kinda, liking there yeah, where you're you like it's not to... funny, but you pretend it's funny. <laughs> you kind of do have to set yourself up for it. I watched maybe like five, six episodes of it, and then the uh, the sub that was doing it, because of course like Crunchyroll wouldn't pick it up. But then uh, they pick they, up a lot of stuff. They pick up a lot of stuff, but they—that's uh, a little bit more difficult to pick up. Like, I was really impressed when they finally like decided to, do uh, Bakemonogatari. Oh, that's Aniplex, and uh, they've had some time like, <laughs> really. Uh, I I imagine hammer at the at the script because it's a lot of uh, a lot of wordplay in there, mm. but. Yeah, it's like, the uh, the group stopped subbing it, so I haven't been watching it. I haven't really had time to be watching it either. It's so like, even uh, even the other that, that other show, uh, Hyoka, which came out in spring, which is another thing, it's like just groups of people talking, but it was kind of more... I think that's what anime is now, because that's easier to animate. <laughs> well, no, because like, it's got really lush production values, but it's really just people talking. Like, I hear there's one episode where it's just two people talking at a table... And that is the episode. And apparently, people really like this episode too. So I'm like, I'm curious to find out what could really provoke uh, such a positive reaction. I hear it ended like pretty well. But uh, I stopped Nothing watching it like out, right. five weeks. Uh, it, it's in this season oh in this season pretty much nothing really like you could watch your sword art online where it's like you die in the game you die in real life (laughs) it's like based on a light novel but it's like i i hear like the guy wrote it when he was 15 years old so it's oh my god (laughs) so it's got like this i haven't read any of it but I just got this feeling that it's like really like super self-inserting it's just, just some like, like Christopher Nolan stuff where he's like I wrote Inception when I was 15 or something didn't he say that? Did he? I thought he That's said a that I was I thought he said he wrote it when he was a teenager he was like I didn't copy paprika I wrote this when I was 14 <laughs> years old <laughs> well no but like from what I'm seeing it's just like this one guy and he's surrounded by like really attractively drawn characters and they all really like him and he can do anything and he can pretty this, much are like, you sure this is an anime this is an anime wow that's i've never seen that yeah in an anime. yeah but it's like it, it feels like it comes with this checklist and it's like just cross off all the things that you really like in this show mm. i don't i stopped liking that a while that's, back. that's the thing that's what i don't like anymore. about anime that's why i am not watching anything this season i only watched Two things last season, which was like a world record for me. <laughs> I watched uh, Kids on the Slope and, and uh, Lupin, a third woman known as Fujiko Mine, which were both really good. Well, they're, they're all right. Kids on the Slope was really good. Lupin was pretty good. Still haven't seen The Slope Kids. Kids on the Slope is so good, and you're it's a bad person so not good it. that there, it doesn't need to have jazz in it, right? Yeah, that's right. It's so good. No. It's not about the jazz, David. It's about human relationships. Here's, like here's my problem. Like I want a jazz anime. You, uh, I want to watch something like intensely technical on the jazz level, not like there? these stupid kids. Is there a jazz anime? Probably not. There's stuff that incorporates jazz, like yeah, not Kingdom, not like on like a really like. Isn't there like a killer saxophone player in Trigun? Was there? I didn't watch. I'm Trigun. pretty sure there is. He like plays saxophone, and then you die. or something I don't remember that sounds like uh, like grasshopper he plays that George Michael song (laughs) he does the sexy sax guy thing and then you die (laughs) it's just like a real anime convention (laughs) Um, so on the subject of anime and on the subject of anime that's relevant and that anybody cares about I'm watching (laughs) two shows from like one from like five years ago and one from like three years ago through the, uh, the anime club here uh, we're actually headed to one of those showings right after. Yeah, this we're going. We're going to an anime club, guys. That's right. By it's the crazy. way, uh, this is another world record for me because I'm going to both of the anime showings, like both of the weekly anime showings, uh, for the past couple weeks. So I can't I'm watching. If I admitted this to like the entire <laughs> yeah. internet, so so I'm watching uh, uh, Darker Than Black, which we're showing in the club, uh, the first season of that, and uh, Penny and Stocking with Garter Belt, and I like them both. Penny and Stocking is like. Inspirationally good, like I watch it and I'm like, oh my god, why isn't anime this good? Uh, um, really, it's you it's think it's that, that, that good? It's that good. It's 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 red line it's, level eye opening good. It's all right, but I, have, mm. it's it's I think part of it is that the dub, the the English dub is like really really clever and really well delivered because yeah, it was right up Funimation's alley. Just- yes. Yeah. I mean, and, it, the the delivery is just, is spot on. Especially, uh, uh, Penny. So I should describe what this show is. I mean, it's fairly... People have probably, probably heard of it. Yeah, you probably already know what it is. I like to describe things for, if we had people Please who were do new so to this stuff. Man. So Penny and Stocking with Garden Belts made by Gainax, which is, like, very fan-ish, uh, animation company. So they, they did, uh, Evangelion and Fooly Coolie or, like, their more recent, more popular, uh, uh, shows that they did. Also, Gunbuster is a really popular older one. And, uh... It is... Basically, it looks like a Nickelodeon cartoon. It looks like Powerpuff Girls or Invader Zim or something like that. In fact, it has a character who's basically just a rip-off of, like, the... I didn't watch Invader Zim, but he's a rip-off of, like, the little green... They're all green. It's like the dog thing from Invader the Zim. The mascot right. character. The mascot character, yeah. Uh, so, the thing about it, though, is it, like... It's animated like an American kids' show, but it is about... Things that are just totally, like, raunchy comedy for adults. Like, really, like, if you think Family Guy is raunchy comedy, Panty and Stalking is ridiculously raunchy comedy. But, it's just, it's on this level where it's, like, it's written by people that don't really understand, like, the kind of borders that we have. Yeah. so it's just <laughs> That's it what goes, makes it wonderful. It goes so over the top. Yeah. So, like, the main characters are Panty and Stalking. They are two angels who are, like, banished to not quite earth dots and city is like the city between heaven and earth or something, something like that. It It doesn't matter. The plot really doesn't matter all that much. (laughs) So there's these two angels and they got to like kill ghosts to like vanquish ghosts to to get heaven coins. They can buy their way into heaven, which is the really flimsy plot that holds these, these little vignettes in, in place here. So Panty is, uh, she's like, she's the blonde one. If you've ever seen like photos from the show, so she is like a nymphomaniac. She just loves sex, and stocking is the uh, sort of like dark-haired one. And she is uh, she's a goth and she is obsessed with sweets. So they both have these, these vices, and they are sisters, and they just they bicker a lot and they kill ghosts, and they use their, their panties or stockings respectively as magical weapons, like guns and swords. And, uh, and they swear a lot. <laughs> It, they swear in audibly oh, in English in the Japanese version, but then in the English version, I'm pretty sure they just added more swearing. They have to have. I haven't really watched the Japanese really? one, but it's it is there. There's so much. It's it's wonderful. I'm trying to remember like one of the lines from the first episode. There's a really, they're all really well delivered, but there's a. Forget this one where they are like, how about we we deal with this fucking thing that got this fucking shit on me, this fucking fucking shit fucking fucking. But it's done better than that. Like they're not just saying it randomly. It's actually integrated into the into the sentence, and it's it's so good. Oh, I don't know why they just. You don't like this show as much as I do. It's just kind of like it's. It's a little bit too crazy though, because it's like it's going on all directions. And I'm like, and I don't fast. really, it's really fast. There, are, there are two two really vignettes have, per episode. I don't really have anything like to hold on to as this yes. all is going on. It's, it's like the experience is just overwhelming. It's actually kind of tough to marathon because it's just it's so, so tough. much stuff. And every yeah. episode is split into like two or three right. parts, and there's just like so much. And the thing is, like some of the lines are are so quick that you you're you're laughing at the previous line and you you miss you, the you next can't one, catch up. especially if you're watching the dub. And I imagine watching it subtitled would be really difficult because it's so fast. It would be hard to read fast enough. But well, well, I don't know if you've seen it subtitled. From what I'm hearing, like I feel like there's way more in the uh, English script, like the Japanese script, okay. a little easier to follow because everything is like it's still being said in English, but it's it's got this uh, this Japanese delivery, which like the person doesn't really understand how offensive the right. thing is. Yeah, there's there's stuff like I think one of the ones from one of the like from the first episode I think that that stuck with me was. Uh, they're in like a car chase thing and panties panties are stuck to the the front of like some like train ghost thing and he starts like licking the panties, right? And she's like, ah, stop licking those. And then, and immediately, Stocking is driving in a car next to her she's like, ha, I bet you never said that before. Right. right? And it's like, next. Yeah, it that, just goes that, on to the next joke. <laughs> that's the good thing, though, the timing. Right. because perfect. Because anime can't time right. jokes. Yeah. <laughs> and the Funimation dub people, I think the dub is mostly written by Jamie Marshy, who I hadn't really heard of before. But like, that's, their timing is spot on. It is, it's wonderful. Have you seen the whole show? I've seen the whole show. Oh my god, there's like the Transformers episode, too. It's, so it's not just the dub, it's like the show is really inventive, there's too. a transformation they have one, sequence. Yes, there's a transformation and sequence, they, like, like they're they on And then flip it, it like, later on. Yeah, they do a whole bunch of weird stuff with the transformation sequence. So there's a, there's an episode where they get turned into Transformers, and they have, like, a Transformers <laughs> That's battle. That's the whole episode, And it's too. animated, like, with, like, Transformers, so everybody has that, like, shiny 80s look to them. Uh... There's like a whole episode done by Osamu Kobayashi that is this, essentially laid out like a paranoia Asian episode. Oh so it's like God, really depressing that, and that episode, <laughs> was like, oh, that was probably the most unwatchable thing. Yeah, well, it's but, Osamu Kobayashi because he's just he's it's just awful it's stuff. so so insane it's like I I wasn't even sure if I was watching the same show I I was okay with that episode because I feel like in that episode Osamu Kobayashi had like a he's the guy who directed Beck and a couple other things I think he did Paradise Kiss and he did the infamous fourth episode that everybody hates from (laughs) Gurren Lagann so when I saw his name on the the credits I was like oh crap because I hate Beck or I don't hate Beck but I think Beck Beck is a really lame show it's a lame show it sucks it's a poorly animated poorly paced show uh so the songs are stupid too. The songs are good. That's the best part of well, the show. The songs are stupid. Uh, so I saw his name, I was like, no. And uh, the thing is, I feel like he had like a he had like a therapy meeting with somebody where he owned up to and he was like, you know what? I can't draw. So maybe I should just intentionally make my characters really ugly. And, then and that way work. I can accept it and so he draws oh, all his characters really ugly in that episode so it works as a stylistic choice because you're like eh he can't draw but he managed to make something distinctive so it's actually a pretty good episode because it then it has this really serious story and then you just sort of inject panty and stocking into it and it just gets insane um that's a really good show anyway Darker Than Black I'm also watching really good show Darker Than Black is good but it's just kind of nondescript as far as anime goes yeah, I feel like it's really kind of subtle it's a lot yeah. more. I feel it's, got it's a, a lot it's more not character. Stylish than, enough for me. It could have been a little more stylish. Yeah. But I feel like it's got more character than like Zams, for instance. <laughs> yeah, another show from Zams. Kind of like it has more stuff in it, but none of it really I want to like think of as good design. Yeah, I mean, I just especially because of like the sort of multiculturalism of of uh, Darker Than Black has a lot of Chinese characters and like you know, British characters and things, and because of Yoko Kano's involvement, I tend to want to compare it to Cowboy Bebop a little I bit. I did, to, yeah, earlier today. <laughs> yeah, so, like, that's the thing, is is that when I am seeing this sort of multicultural influence and Yoko Kano and stuff, I want it to be really stylish, like the way Cowboy Bebop mm-hmm. is, where it has this really distinctive visual style, and, you know, the way the characters interact has this cool, you know, everything's just really cool, basically. Like, darker than black, doesn't quite hit that right. It's it's almost there, but it's a little more nondescript and doesn't really have that style that jumps out at you. And that's where I think it's not as good for me. But but it's a better jazz anime than uh, <laughs> oh, Shut <it's>. up. <laughs> oh man, that soundtrack though it's so it's so good and so full of jazz. It's a, it's and it's got like other elements in it too. Darker than Black is a fun show. I like that it's it's got a lot of like superhero comics influence to it i think yeah it's pretty, pretty much clear. batman versus the x-men yes yeah there's a lot of X. Ex- like everybody has powers as if they're the x-men and the main character kind of batman like i don't know everybody makes the joke that he's batman and they, really they'll, they'll make much. the joke and that'll be like that's the joke the joke, joke. is like ha, ha, ha he's batman he's electric and he's chinese <laughs> so he's electric chinese batman yeah it's uh, but whatever that's not the best part the best part is being like well that's shadow cat and uh, is there shadow cat in it no but it was like that's storm that's that Iceman <laughs> and then okay and there's other people from X-Men who else Havoc. is from X-Men Havoc there's literally Havoc like a character is <laughs> named Havoc it's the X-Men uh yeah it's, a, it's I don't know I don't love it yet but maybe it gets better as it goes on I feel like it's it kind of never gets better or worse I just enjoy it all throughout it's really consistent yeah it is it is like consistently enjoyable but it's not I don't know I feel like it's just at this, like, above-average level that doesn't jump out at me, and it's like, that's good, there's but, but there's nothing that goes like, whoa! There's, like, shows and dips with the, the writing. Like, with the uh, the last episodes that we saw with the, yeah, those are really uh, the weak. restaurant and, like, the, uh, the Chinese, stone drug like The Chinese flowers. mafia, yeah. that's That one had, like, no character motivation to it. Everybody was like... Uh, there was some drugs. There was some B-drugs. Daddy issues. I, I have some daddy issues and I injected myself with B-drugs, so now I'm evil, I guess. And then, like, the previous episode was, like, all about the motivation with the uh, crazy cat lady. Yes, there was a comedy episode. It was actually quite good. Uh, it good, yeah. has, like, a Japanese it cowboy detective I guy. I watched it in the Japanese. It was, yeah, the dub is he's good on that pretty show. Good. pretty yeah. good. Um, yeah, Yes, so I like that. Yeah, anything else? Uh, no. Okay. Batman Arkham Asylum I'm playing because I oh, want I to get to that. Batman Arkham City. I didn't play that. Arkham yet. Asylum is quite a Metroid Prime game. Uh, I don't know. I feel not like not a very good one, but it's certainly a Metroid Prime game. <laughs> yeah, I, I see what you mean, but it's really like Metroid Prime kind of took advantage of the uh, up and down. I feel like Batman just kind of mm. like like peaks at like three floors of height (laughs) and uh it never really gets higher than that except for like this one elevator shaft that comes in really early that's it yeah it's uh i mean it has a really cool progression of like getting items and you know just that sort of thing that like a metroid game is you know what makes a metroid game fun the bosses suck the bosses are just guy runs at you and you die metroid prime bosses are right they're imaginative yeah so Batman Arkham Asylum has that sort of rising you know you're gaining more powers you're gaining more ways to get through stuff uh, and I like that about it I mean I like the characters you know it's cool to have all the, you know experience all these Batman characters and uh, the Joker is really good like Mark Hamill the, who did the voice in the animated series that everybody loves him for uh, and I guess Kevin Conroy everybody likes his version of Batman but I don't know he just sort of grunts a lot and he's just <laughs> like uh, Joker <laughs> it's not really all that interesting well, he's like a grunting kind of character then. yeah it's like what, what are you gonna say as batman really right uh but yeah I, i'm kind of like learning a lot about the the batman universe because i get to read all the stuff about the character profiles. Yeah, i thought that was cool. annoying because i felt like i had to read it so I, I like, like it. stop the game like, it's like reading wi- like w- wikipedia for dc characters I know, it's like i would i would be doing something like it. I feel compelled to like just ruin the flow of uh, just being yeah, Batman. All the time. It's like <laughs> I true. stop and just turn into like this nerd that has to consume information. You're already a nerd. You're playing Batman Arkham Asylum. Well, the thing sold like millions and <laughs> <of> millions of <laughs> copies. It's got some crossover appeal to uh, not nerds. Um, all right, I'm I'm gonna mention one other thing quickly before moving on. In the vein of comic books, I read avengers disassembled Uh, as as recommended by the uh the local comic store owner uh and because i was like i need to figure out some avengers stuff to get me into comics uh because i'm like an anime fan who doesn't read superhero comics uh so that 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 much at least makes it somewhat relevant to this podcast uh (laughs) and yeah he was like oh check out avengers disassembled if you want to read avengers stuff and i was like okay how did that work out uh there are parts of it that are interesting but it was totally like that one book like that one uh one story that I read in in the X-Men where it's like oh my god all these characters are showing up out of nowhere and we're fighting them none of this makes any sense and then Professor Xavier comes out and he's like I was having psychological issues and so evil me made psychic versions of other people to fight you and it was like wow this is definitely a filler episode <laughs> that's kind of what disassembled is not to spoil a book that's probably from like i don't know 10 years ago or something but it was like oh all these random things are happening it turns out scarlet witch was having a hissy fit and she <laughs> conjured up a bunch of stuff for you to fight it's End like, of book. It's, it's kind of like uh, the ending of like some sort of comedy, where it's just like, oh, I want right. to misunderstand. Except they're super serious about it. Uh, of course. It's comics. It's got to be like all gritty and Also, serious. nothing is explained in it. So they just have these characters comics. who are literally never named. In Like, nobody says their name. You're supposed to know them So already. I'm supposed to know who they are by looking at them. It's really, it, the only good part of Spider-Man shows up and has some really snarky lines. I, I really uh, liked what Daryl Surratt said about the Yeah, uh, the, <laughs> the comic, the comic store owner, like, either hates me or is trying to clear stock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I may go back to that same guy and say, hey, I didn't like it. Uh, you could probably get your money back. No, like, no. I, I wouldn't ask for my money back, but I would just be like, hey, uh, here's my feedback. Here's what I thought of that book. Do you have any better recommendations now that you know something about my taste in comics? <laughs> Oh, uh, but I, re- I did, uh, I read the Hawkeyes. Oh, that, yes. That. Those are really good. The the Shit. purple Hawkeye comics? Purple. It's, like, it's like all purple. It's, like, kind of like what Mirror's Edge did, where like everything <laughs> was, like, like, white or black, and then there's just uh, some, uh, like, really bright colors, and this one's, like, purple.
1: Yeah. It's, like, it's really it's interesting. Got sunglasses. And it's, like,
0: it's intensely New York. It's, oh, really? That's what I love about it, though, because, like, everybody's, like, talking in this accent. It's, like, bringing up, like, you know, like, these dilapidated buildings and like dollar slices of greasy pizzas and like dogs running around eating pizza it's like I really like it because like it's got that New York (laughs) atmosphere it sounds like when when one of my friends was describing like the whatever the Jason movie is where he goes to goes to New York and he was saying like there's a sequence (laughs) that's just like every stereotype like Jason just just runs through every stereotype of New York so he like runs past a bunch of like hoodlums with a with like a boombox or something and he just like slashes their boombox and they're like hey man what's up with that and then he goes to like a like a pizzeria and like kills (laughs) kills an Italian pizzeria owner who's probably in the mafia and like just apparently this movie has just every New York thing ever and Jason just ruins it for everyone (laughs) I had some other things on our list of stuff to talk about before we end this podcast wow it's been running for a little while and uh go to anime club showing so, uh, just, like, news and general stuff that happened. Rose of Versailles got licensed. That's awesome. Uh, that's a Ryoko Ikeda anime. Uh, we're talking about the anime, not the manga. Uh, got licensed by Right Stuff, and it's going to stream on Viki, which is the crowdsourced subtitle site. So it's yeah. like subs, but uh, it's not but entirely legal. awful. Somehow that. Viki has, like, tricked the It doesn't kill the industry. <laughs> yeah. There, there are ads on it and stuff. And, uh, the subtitles, though, are going to be, uh done officially through through right stuff, through, like, Nozomi Entertainment. They're not going to be done by fans. And we'll get a DVD release next year, so that's going to be awesome. Rose of Versailles is one of those uh, classic shoujo series that I mentioned earlier from uh, Ryoko Ikeda. is one of the members of the Showa 24 group uh, back in, like, the 70s. And I've never watched it or read it, but But here it's really awesome. So you've got to Felix. I was like, gonna this watch is a some of it. Such <laughs> like a tasteful, uh, super influential anime. So it's like you're, you're on that. Yeah, I'm yeah. still gonna wait for uh, my uh, leg- Legend of the Galactic Heroes. Oh, that would be good. It'd be but great. I don't think we're ever getting it. But, but you, you know like, what? Everybody said we would never get Rose of Versailles. It's, so it's yeah. things <laughs> like this, even though I have like maybe a little bit of interest in checking it out, it's like things like this give me a. Uh, inspire me to like you know keep keep the dream alive (laughs) and for those of you who don't know rose of Versailles* is about a woman who's raised as a knight a male she's raised as a male knight in uh like revolutionary france and serves in the the court of uh marie antoinette and so it's all about like the political strife and stuff this is from me not having watched it so i'm sorry if i got any part of that wrong (laughs) uh Other stuff, the Wii U, we got more information about that. Uh, I know we had been talking about this a lot outside of the podcast about how (laughs) <laughs> I have my Nintendo goggles on, and that's You've the only got reason why. On so tight. <laughs> the only reason why I'm interested. And it's awful because they're a combination Apple Nintendo goggles. That's right. And these it's two tough. things kind of happen so closely together. I mean, th- my vision is basically so obscured that I I walk right into walls all the time at this point. <laughs> you walk right into GameCubes That's right. uh So yeah, like the 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 Wii U launch lineup has got great stuff like, the. Uh, Assassin's Creed 3 port, Batman Arkham City port, Je- Jeopardy, Call of Duty, Funky Barn. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really... It's, it's weak. It's super weak. Uh, there's Zombie U, which, calling it right now, I mentioned it on Twitter today, is the next Red Steel. You guys are going to be crying to me when this is over. You're going to be like, ah. Oh! It looks so good. IGN. It was gonna be the killer app. IGN's still gonna give it like an eight. Yeah, an 8.565. Yeah. People are gonna say good enough. Yeah, but you know what? Like I I'd love it for I love if, if it were great. Like lo- I I. Zombie U looks cool. I, I mean I looked at it and said that's awesome. But I'm totally afraid that like people are selling it the Wii U on the strength of that. Game. They're putting the, like, the part yeah. of the name of the system on the title. Well, everybody really does that. Not... With s- Wii stuff. Well, not so DS much, stuff, but, like, did. it's now. Before, it was, like, you know, when you put 64 on a game, you're like... Right. Zelda 64. So you, you knew it was going to be a serious thing. We never got a Zelda 64. <laughs> well, b- before, when they were calling it Zelda <laughs> okay. 64. Okay. Uh, yeah, so, I don't know, that looks cool, Zombie U, like the Wii U's got this touchpad controller, which is kind of cool, it's like a tablet controller, which I think is probably where other consoles are going, I mean, I'm pretty sure, of definitely cool. Microsoft showed off like a tablet integration with Xbox, and I feel like... Yeah, we're moving Sony away said, from movement, movement's yeah. so passive. Yeah, we're now. just going onto tablets, you just sit on your couch and work on a tablet, not work, play on a tablet. <laughs> you can still uh, work. Yeah. There's also, tank, tank, tank! Exclamation marks. I don't know what's up with that game, but it has an awesome title. Yeah, MVK B K two K thirteen, NBA. Did I say that? Lego right? City MBK. Undercover. Uh, Lego City Undercover actually looks killer. Cool. App. Yeah. I'm calling it right now. But yeah, the Wii U looks really weak. Comes out November eighteenth. I'm to, I'm gonna buy it. I'm You're gonna, gonna try it. buy it. I'm but, not gonna buy it, but I'll play it if you buy it. Yeah, uh, it's yeah, it's it's the successor to the Wii, and I'm not too excited about it. I haven't played my Wii in a long time. None uh, of us have. I mean, I bought a game on it and still haven't even put that game in. No, like, no. I recently bought a game and just did not Nobody play it. their Wii. Like, we yeah. tried to play a Wii and the disc drive was broken. Yeah. <laughs> That's I, you know how symbolic many, You know how event. many disc drives around in the world are broken yet nobody knows because <laughs> nobody plays their Wii? Oh, right. Other things. Uh, I guess you got a Neo Geo Pocket Color. You I can talk a, about that before when we talk about what we were doing. I got a Neo Geo Pocket <laughs> Color, finally. <laughs> I mean, it's been a dream of mine since... It's years and it's years It's your version of, of being king of the pirates, is what you're saying. My what? Your version I'm of being king of my pirates. My One Piece? Yeah, it's your One Piece. Yeah, it's been my One Piece, because I think I've seen a Neo Geo in stores twice. One at, like, a Toys R Us, when it was, like, wrapped in this ugly clamshell thing with, like, four games, and it was still, like, $80. And then another time, it was, like, in that same really ugly packaging at a think they called it like an EB Games or a fun game. Yeah, plan. EB Games got rolled into GameStop. Yeah. Many years ago. It's like back when it was an EB game. No, probably back when it was an electronic boutique. Before when people could <laughs> actually they, say... Before they KFC'd it. Before pe- when people could actually pronounce boutique. Yeah. So, now they're just like... Call of Duty! Can I buy Call of Duty here? Let me get the Cod Maw 3. So yeah, it was uh, it was everything I wanted it to be so lovely like this stick like so let, me, it, let me let me like, let me say me, i mean i am holding uh, the stick like uh, right to the microphone do you hear it's that pretty beautiful do you hear evan you try my uh, life has changed forever there, there are fighting games on this thing and they are super playable fighting games on a handheld it's amazing like yeah this they, thing, they, when did this come out this thing came out in 99 i believe and and it's and who, who put it out I don't know I don't know much of the details about this SNK okay yeah. uh, I think there was uh, some American investors Italian investors I don't understand really but uh, they, there was a lot of infighting and then SNK kind of collapsed because they couldn't sell these things properly. So <laughs> they weren't really trying to sell, yeah. sell systems but it's a shame because this system like this the future could have been yeah. entirely different if this thing was marketed properly. And where did you buy it? Let's promote local game stores. I bought this Neo Geo pocket color at Pastime Legends, located here in Troy, New York. Beautiful, Troy, New York. <laughs> beautiful. Troy is more beautiful than I used to think it was. But there's, so, there's some wonderful people there, because they yeah, stock Neo Pastime Geo Legends is pocket cool. colors. Yeah, I also bought a Sky I was there is, when he bought it. No, I didn't buy Skies at Skies of Arcadia. I bought Tales of Symphonia for like $20. You try buying Tales of Symphonia for $20 on GameCube. Like right now. <laughs> Alright, we gotta go to anime club, guys. Anime I gotta go it drop off. off my fruits basket and my Magic my, my Drop my off more like throw Chuck in the face. Ugh! No, but we gotta we gotta like finish up here. First I wanna plug news from the convention that I run, Genericon. We announced our dates March 1st through 3rd in beautiful Troy, New York. Uh at at uh, Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute, which is the the school that we go to, uh, so yeah, please like show up to that if you're in the area. Say hi. Yeah, come come by. I run the convention. You'll you'll see me in March, running around being really insane. Um, yeah, so I'll probably mention more announcements as those go out, as we get closer to the convention. But I'm going to try to plug them on AnyGamers when possible because I want people to go to the convention. Uh, yeah, so what, uh, that's lots of. Lots of fun. Uh,
1: Don't con- kill them. Conflict the
0: of, of interest. is the word <laughs> I was thinking of. Uh, so yeah, let's, we're gonna like finish up here, I guess. If you liked this podcast, you can uh, you can check out more at podcast.anygamers.com Subscribe. Got, yeah, you can subscribe there. You can five star Find reviews. more more episodes of it, and if you go to iTunes, you can leave us a five star review. You could also leave other review scores, but. Five stars are the, the good ones. Become uh, our Twitter followers. You can do that too. Twitter.com slash Annie Gamers, A N I Gamers, one word. We hit 1,000. We hit 1,000 followers. followers, which I mean, most of the people we know are well over 1,000. Finally followers, there. Yeah, we finally made it. Big um, time. And you can follow me at V A M P T V O on Twitter, and David is at. at all caps, QX underscore 20XX. Pretty sure Twitter is not case-sensitive, so you'll be okay if you don't do all caps. Uh, and other stuff, we have a blog, AnnieGamers.com. We post about anime, manga, and video games, and we repost Crunchyroll news now, <laughs> so yes. that's cool. Uh, I feel like there's always a thing that I forget here, but I never actually write this down. I always just do say it bye memory. To the, well, there's, there's that, but I mean, isn't there something else to promote? Oh, See, I, I forget because it's the new thing. Read Otaku USA Magazine. <laughs> I write for Otaku USA Magazine. Uh, then I'm not sure when the next issue comes out. Maybe next month, so in October. Uh, and I don't remember what the, the cover is going to be on Do it. Do you have a thing uh, in it? I have two. It's been so long since I wrote them, I don't even remember what I wrote about. Actually. You'll probably have a thing in it. But yeah, I wrote about stuff for it. Please check out uh, issues of Otaku USA Magazine. Even the back issues that I'm not in, because those ones are really good, and they have better writers than me, like Daryl Surratt, previous guest on this podcast, and Aaron Finnegan, previous guest on this podcast, and uh, Dave Cabrera, possibly a previous guest on this podcast. I don't remember if I've had him on before. Uh, but yeah, a lot, lots of cool people, many of which have been, uh, many of whom have been previous guests on this podcast. So, yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, I think we're going to head out to, to anime club. To watch the anime.